Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Words mean things. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. Good morning. My name's Quaid, and I was just having a conversation in the green room about uh, the slight differences in words and how people react to them. Uh, and this was in regards to the market. Uh, the words volatile as opposed to erratic or unstable. How do you respond uh, to those words, which which are proper and which aren't, even though if you uh, grab your thesaurus, they may be synonyms of each other. Words mean things. Case in point, yesterday, Senator Chuck Schumer stood out in front of the Supreme Court and more or less threatened a couple of Supreme Court justices uh, while testimony was going on uh, inside the Supreme Court. Uh, after that, uh, a bunch of people came forward, including uh, Supreme Court um, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, to say, hey, you might want to slow your roll, uh, Senate Minority Leader. And uh, since then, a bunch of people have piled on. And Missouri Senator Josh Hawley has said that he would uh, introduce a motion to cens censure uh, the uh, Senate Minority Leader, uh, this morning, others have said perhaps he should step down. Mitch McConnell has made some statements and uh, did so on the Senate floor this morning. And over the last 20 minutes or so, uh, Senator Schumer has chimed in as well. Words mean things. We'll get into that on the back half of today's show. Uh, thank you for tuning in this morning. Good morning. My name is Quaid. I'm joined in studio by Steve Bull, pressing the buttons, making everything sound dandy. And joining us from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. Dinah police are looking for a two-year-old girl who's been missing for nearly a week. They issued an endangered person advisory late Wednesday night for two-year-old Lily, Lily Futes after an incident February 28th at the Edina Apartments. Statement says the girl was last seen around 4 p.m. at the apartments where she was on a trial home visit with her non-custodial mother. Police say the mother, 37-year-old Donna Lynn Ringhofer, made statements saying she was going to Springfield, Missouri. She's failed to return the child to the Missouri Children's Division. Futes is described as a white female, brown hair and brown eyes, with a half-inch scar under her chin. It's not known what type of clothing she was wearing. Ringhofer is described as a white female, 5 feet 2 inches tall, weighing 150 pounds, with, down, with dark brown hair. It's not known what color eyes she has or the type of clothing she was wearing. Ringhofer is driving a black 1990s Volvo passenger car with Missouri plates, but authorities don't know the license number or which direction she might have traveled. Anyone who's seen either the child, Ringhofer, or the vehicle, or anyone having any information should immediately call 911 or Edina Police. Two Quincy residents were arrested last night and face attempted murder charges after a report of shots fired northwest of Liberty. The Adams County Sheriff's Office says they arrested 28-year-old Kayla Obert and 41-year-old Gabriel Alverd. They're currently in the Adams County Jail. Authorities said in a report that a caller near Liberty reported being shot at as he stood near his vehicle at his home. 
After giving a, a description of the vehicle that the suspects were in and the direction of travel, then uh, authorities then conducted a traffic stop on I-172, which led police to Alverd and Obert. Two firearms were also recovered from the vehicle. Further investigation at the scene revealed that there was damage to the caller's vehicle as well as shell casings found. No one was reported hurt in that incident. It's likely that both Obert and Alverd will make initial court appearances today in Adams County Circuit Court. City of Quincy says that as of 7 a.m. this morning, the south lane of westbound traffic on Main Street between the Memorial Bridge and 3rd Street is closed to traffic. It will be open up at 4. That's to replace the sidewalk near 2nd and Main Streets. You're advised to drive carefully near the work zone and to use an alternate travel route when possible. And that's the first of many sidewalk replacements being done this year by the city of Quincy. A Quincy-based multinational company says its sales were down in the fourth quarter as well as for all of last year. Titan International Wednesday reported sales results for the fourth quarter and for 2019. They were down compared to 2018. Titan said that fourth quarter net sales were nearly $302 million, down 17% from 2018. That's around $62 million lower. For all of last year, net sales were $1.45 billion, down $153 million from 2018. In a statement, company president and CEO Paul Reed said, quote, We have concluded a challenging year for Titan and our industry, end quote. He blamed lower sales due to the weather in North America, specifically flooding and rains, and the trade war with China. Reed says he expects total sales this year to stay flat compared to last year and that the company is working on what he called, quote, internal initiatives, end quote, to increase the company's profit. One of those is a review of what Reed said were Titan's non-core and underperforming assets. Marion County has revived its long-dormant Port Authority. That's according to Corey Mahaffey, Executive Director of the Hannibal Regional Economic Development Council. He announced Wednesday that he learned that the Marion County Commission on Monday approved a new Board of Commissioners to the authority. Besides Mahaffey, other board members will include Brian Caldwell, Brock Fahey, Jerry Mass, Rusty Adrian, Doug Krigbaum, Gordon Ibsen, and Marion County Presiding Commissioner David Lomax. In a statement, Mahaffey said the Port Authority, set up in 1988, has been largely dormant over the past several years. He adds that the Port Board of Commissioners has a lot of work to do in the coming months, and they plan to schedule their first meeting very soon. One of those items is a proposed partnership with Rawls County to create a regional Port Authority. Rawls County Commissioners authorized such a partnership last month. And Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt said Wednesday that his office has filed a lawsuit and obtained a temporary restraining order against a Pike County, Missouri dog breeder. Schmidt says in a statement that the lawsuit and restraining order were filed against Cornerstone Farms out of Curryville. That was run by Deborah Ritter. That lawsuit was filed February 25th. The temporary restraining order was granted last Friday, which bars her from buying or selling dogs in the state. The statement says that the Attorney General's office was told about the case by the Missouri Department of Agriculture. They conducted an unannounced inspection of Cornerstone on Tuesday. Schmidt says that during the inspection, MDA found over 150 adult dogs and 63 puppies on site. They also found dirty water bowls, dogs requiring treatment for skin conditions, and animals in stacked cages without a barrier between the levels. A veterinarian on staff at Cornerstone said uh, that uh, he'd gotten calls from customers saying the dogs they bought had canine parvovirus, and some consumers alleged they received a different dog than what they had ordered. A hearing is set for March 10th in Pike County Circuit Court in Bowling Green. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, I'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you very much, sir. It is 1014. We'll take a time out, and when we come back, 
Senators Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Josh Hawley of Missouri. Next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Roundtable, Talk Radio 930 WTAD, it's 1018. Yesterday, uh, on the steps out in front of the Supreme Court, Senator Chuck Schumer got uh, in front of a microphone and decided to crank up his level of rhetoric to, uh, uh, I, I can't remember the last time I saw Chuck Schumer wound up to, to 10, 10 plus. Now, his uh, style of speaking may grate on you. What he says may grate on you. But yesterday was was something a little bit different from the senior senator from New York. Uh, there was uh, arguments being made uh, in the Supreme Court about a case in Louisiana that is very much like what has occurred in Missouri about making sure that uh, abortion clinics, places that provide abortions, uh, have access to hospitals. So in case there's an emergency, uh, women, babies can be taken care of and have the best care possible. Uh, Chuck Schumer sees this as a threat on behalf of women everywhere and uh, is concerned that uh, new Supreme Court justices, uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, uh, might vote in a way he doesn't like. So, yesterday, on the steps out in front of the Supreme Court, uh, Chuck Schumer said this. Go ahead and play the first cut, Steve. Now, we stand here today because behind me, inside the walls of this court, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments, as you know, for the first major abortion right cases since Justices Kavanaugh and Justices Gorsuch came to the bench. We know what's at stake. Over the last three years, women's reproductive rights have come under attack in a way we haven't seen in modern history. From Louisiana to Missouri to Texas, Republican legislatures are waging a war on women, all women, and they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. There you go. Chuck Schumer on the steps of the Supreme Court yesterday, uh, essentially, as it's been reported, threatening a couple of sitting Supreme Court justices uh, who have as yet weighed in on what's being argued in front of the Supreme Court, and that would be this Louisiana case. Uh, not long after that, uh, it got extra rowdy. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, 
weighed in on this. Uh, and I think some people were surprised that he stood up to uh, speak back to Chuck Schumer. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts said, Justices know that criticism comes with the territory, but threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate, they're dangerous. Uh, Chief Justice continued, all members of the court will continue to do their job without fear or favor from whatever quarter. Uh, no surprise, the president jumped on his Twitter to say that this is a direct and dangerous threat to the U.S. Supreme Court by Chuck Schumer. If a Republican did this, he or she would be arrested or impeached. Serious action must be taken A Republican now. did do that last week. The president, when he talked about what the two justices uh, should do. Okay, thank you. You sound very much like Justin Goodman, a spokesperson for Chuck Schumer, who mm. decided that the chief justice's comments uh, were outside the lines. So uh, Schumer's spokesperson, again, Justin Goodman, and you're going to hear uh, a lot of what Scott just said, said that the senator's comments were in reference to the political price that Senate Republicans will pay for putting these justices on the court. And a warning to the justices uh, will unleash a major grassroots movement on the issue of reproductive rights against this decision. And then he noted that Roberts didn't stand up to speak out last week when the president criticized uh, uh, Justices Sonia Sotomayor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, uh, both who'd, who'd been nominated by Democrat presidents, uh, as, as, as biased. Uh, the president's statement was uh, about a case uh, that uh, they had uh, criticized, or Sotomayor had issued a dissent in a case that criticized her conservative colleagues on the bench uh, for granting the administration's uh, emergency appeals. The president's response was, I don't know how they can't recuse themselves for anything Trump or Trump-related. That's not a threat. And it's also after the fact. It's not while an argument is going on saying you'll reap the whirlwind if you go through with something that you haven't decided on yet. Well, uh, the, president, Justin, the president mischaracterized what the argument was about. Justin, was about Justin Goodman went on to say, excuse me, Scott, hmm. Justin Goodman went on to say, uh, for Justice Roberts to follow the right wing's deliberate misinterpretation of what Senator Schumer said while remaining silent when President Trump attacked Justices Sotomayor and Ginsburg last week shows Justice Roberts does not just call balls and strikes. Um, I just don't know how they can't recuse themselves for anything Trump or Trump related. That's not that's not a threat. Um, it's saying perhaps that, you know, why shouldn't they recuse themselves if they're biased? Um, I don't think that what Schumer was saying was Gorsuch and um, Kavanaugh are biased and they should recuse themselves. He said they're going to reap the whirlwind uh, and there will be consequences. That's much more like a threat. Enter Senator Josh Hawley, uh, who said that's Chuck Schumer yesterday. This was yesterday afternoon. Chuck Schumer threatening Supreme Court justice personally to the point of implying their physical safety is endangered. Disgusting, shameful, and frankly weak, Hawley said. I would call on Schumer to apologize. And then uh, Hawley said, but as we all know, he has no shame. So tomorrow I'll introduce a motion to censure Schumer for his pathetic attempt at intimidation of the Supreme Court. 
Uh, Hawley wasn't alone. People in uh, mainstream media and leftist circles also were criticizing the Senate Minority Leader. Uh, Lawrence Tribe said these remarks by Senator Schumer are inexcusable and that Chief Justice Roberts was right to call him on his comments. Uh, Tribe said, I hope the senator, whom I've long admired and consider a friend, apologizes and takes back his implicit threat. He says it's beyond, it's beneath him and his office. Jonathan Turley, constitutional law professor at uh, George Washington University, says Schumer's threat to the court that you'll pay the price is a direct attack on the integrity of the courts. Uh, Turley continued, I, I criticize Trump for his reckless comments about the courts. Where's the chorus of condemnation of Schumer? Schumer sounded more like a stalker than a statesman. Um, also, Mitch McConnell weighed in this morning, and everybody's standing by, and I should probably open my Twitter account to see uh, if Senator Hawley has pressed forward because there has been activity on the floor of the Senate this morning. Mitch McConnell uh, Senate Majority Leader said contrary to what uh, the Democrat leader had tried to claim, he very clearly was not addressing Republican lawmakers or anybody else. Uh, he literally directed the statement to the justices by name. And he said, if you go forward with these awful decisions, which could only apply to the court itself, the Majority Leader of the United States Senate threatened two associate justices of the U.S. Supreme Court, period. Uh, McConnell also on the floor of the Senate today said this. Go ahead and play that, Steve. So I would suggest that my Democratic colleagues spend less time trying to threaten impartial judges and more time coming up with ideas that are actually constitutional. Fortunately, this extraordinary display contains one ironic silver lining. These clumsy efforts to erode a pillar of American governance have just reminded everyone why that pillar is so crucial. These efforts to attack judicial independence remind us that independence is essential. Every time Democrats try to threaten sit, sitting judges, we are reminded exactly, exactly why the framers gave them life, tenure, and salary protection. Precisely why they did it. All right. Uh, also, just within the last half an hour or so, Senator Schumer did uh, take to the Senate floor and uh, said, I should not have used the words I used yesterday. Uh, they didn't come out the way I intended. Hmm. All right. Uh, I would expect a further explanation of that than just that. Uh, now, uh, the spotlight moved back to Hawley. Uh, Hawley didn't really accept what uh, Senator Schumer said. Josh Hawley, just uh, several minutes ago, said uh, Schumer refusing to take responsibility. This non-apology is the equivalent of I'm sorry you feel that way. He threatened justices by name. He should be censured. I haven't seen anything so far, uh, showing that uh, Senator Hawley has brought forward a motion to censure Senator Schumer yet. We've been here with Hawley before, who has said he'll do A tomorrow. Uh, we're at this place again. Previously, he did follow through, by the way. We'll see if the senator from Missouri follows through on his motion to censure Schumer, or if Schumer can further explain 
his statements. And why would Chuck Schumer all of a sudden crank it up to 10-plus for him after all the years he's been in office? Some would tell you that there is a threat to his seat by one Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who has mentioned perhaps she might run against him. Would that cause him to take it up to 10-plus? Stay tuned. That's the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.